Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of the Wing It Worldwide podcast. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And today we want to welcome you to Georgia. And here's a hint. We're not going to Atlanta. (laughs) No, it's actually the Republic of Georgia. Which is a wonderful, underrated country. I mean, first of all, I can't believe how many people, when you hear the word Georgia, they only think of the American state. Well, I Google it, and that's pretty much all I get. I have a hard time trying to find information for the Republic of Georgia. Actually, the Republic of Georgia has not gotten a lot of international notoriety for being a tourist destination. And here's the wonderful irony. It's a fantastic, rich place to visit on many, many levels. First of all, the Caucasus Mountains have got to be the most underrated range on Earth. I mean, they rival the Andes or the Himalayas, I think, in terms of their majesty and grandeur, because they kind of just jump up out of the valley at you when you're there in the uh, wine-growing region in Georgia, which we're going to talk about for sure. Oh, yes. And just beautiful. It's kind of like when you go to Denali and see Mount McKinley, which is now, of course, formally called Denali Mountain, and it just kind of rises from the plain. So instead of, you know, kind of being in the mountains and seeing other mountains like you're likely to do some places in the world, these mountains just kind of jump out at you and they're huge, you Magnificent. know, higher than the Rocky Mountains. So the actual geographical grandeur of this place is magnificent. Which makes it perfect for growing grapes. Yes. And, and you know, it's really interesting. The whole idea of even going to the Republic of Georgia sort of came about when we visited Russia the year before and became acquainted not only with Georgian food, but the Saparavi wine. Amazing. If you ever get an opportunity to try Georgian wine, by all means, do so. It is wonderful. I'd say it is as great as trying the wine from Napa Valley. Yeah, very grapey. If you like, you know, the semi-sweet wines, they do really well with that. It's a very unique varietal. And they have, of course, several varietals, but Saparavi is the one that's most well-known from Georgia. Extremely underrated in the West. Of course, you know, back in the Soviet days, Georgia was... The Napa Valley of their place. Exactly, of the whole Soviet Union. It's where they got their wine from. And so, of course, Westerners generally didn't get much of this wine. And indeed, in the United States, it's still pretty hard to find. You have to go looking for it, and very few places carry it. And we were really keen to go to the Republic of Georgia and go explore the wine country. And we were not disappointed, were we, Emily? Oh, not at all. We even got to stay at a chateau. Crazy inexpensive. Yes, for what it was. I mean, this would be thousands of dollars in Napa. It was a hundred. Unless it was 80-something dollars for all four of us. And that included the tour and the wine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. For all the kids. And a wonderful room with what would have been a great view if the rain wouldn't have moved in. Oh, I know. But yes. And then we toured several other wineries all of which had a wonderful show to put on, all of which had wonderful things to do other than just simply see how they made the wine and see the vineyards and things like that. Right. There's more than just seeing the the grapes turn into wine. Very unique wineries. Matter of fact, each one kind of different than the other. For example, we'll give you more details on the website, but one I found fascinating was the tunnel one. They store their wines in these tunnels that used to be part of the war. At one time. Yeah, right. And the Kavanskura one was wonderful. Uh, They had all kinds of interesting buildings and things to do right there in the winery, which made it fun for the kids. 
One thing that I want to note is Georgia has a really liberal policy with alcohol relative <laughs> to minors. Truth, right? We had our eight-year-old son with us. They poured him a glass of this stuff along with us. They didn't even ask us. They didn't even look at us. They poured our son this glass of wine. Of course, he gets these eyes big as saucers like, ha, ha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to kind of say, okay, calm down, Junior. You know, maybe a sip, but you're not guzzling this thing. You know, it was like a goblet-sized wine glass. They're trying to make the kid all drunk, you know. <laughs> it is a different culture. Definitely. And then some of these places, you actually try the candy that they make. They take the grape skins and they they spend hours. There's these peanuts and you dip them on a uh, caramelized grape stuff. It's almost like making a candle. Yeah, that's kind of a good description. And you hold on to them until they dry, and then you get to eat it. But you see <laughs> so, these candies everywhere. How you everywhere. doing? <laughs> you know, you're holding the strings of candy. <laughs> Trying not to get sticky right. until you know actually they cool down. And you can eat them. Making conversation while you're sitting there holding these things, waiting for them to dry. Oh right. yeah, and big at, fun. And yeah. at the other winery, we got to make some bread. Yes, that's true too. By sticking it against the side of the oven, you know, here, slap this bread here while we're at the winery. It's just. Really unexpected and fun. Right. We've been to lots of wineries, but these particular wineries had more than I've ever seen before. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, when you drive out into the country from the capital of Tbilisi, which we can talk about a little bit too, it is like a throwback to rural Soviet Union. I mean, the Soviet era cars are following each other down the road. People look like rural Soviets. You just get this sense that life really hasn't changed much there since Glasnost. I mean, they're their own country. And of course, you know, we could go into the political troubles they've had in the Caucasus region, you know, but we didn't run into any of that. I mean, people were friendly. Everything seemed pretty peaceful while we were there. But that place is still hella Soviet, which made going to the wine country so much weirder and more wonderful, you know? Very authentic. You know, there's hardly many places you can go to on this planet where things are still untouched. And this place definitely felt untouched. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by untouched. Untouched by the Western world. It hasn't been screwed over with tourism and completely changed. Yeah, there were surprisingly few tourists for the wine-growing region. As a matter of fact, our wine that we fell in love with that vineyard didn't even do tours. They were shut off to the public. Most of them don't do tours. Right, exactly. I mean, this is something untapped for those folks. Now, when you leave Tbilisi, in the main square, where the Freedom Square is, there is an information booth. And there they got maps you have to ask them for because they hide them in the back. But ask them for some maps and they'll give you a driving map as well as a map to the wineries. And if you look at those maps, there's also monasteries to the caves and stuff that go along the way. It's a couple of hours out of the way. So if you have extra time, leave extra early. You can see those as well. There's actually a monastery called what? David Gavor? Yes. And the interesting thing about going to the David Gavor one is that you can actually illegally cross over into Azerbaijan and cross that one off your list too. Say you've been to Azerbaijan without having actually to pay the huge exorbitant Visa fee. And don't worry, folks, it's perfectly legal. They got it all set up for that. But we kind of didn't get to do that because I was not feeling well that day and we got a late start. Mm, it had something to do with beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Let's talk about that for a second. I have to tell you, folks, I love these off the beaten track, kind of weird, interesting tourist things to do while we're there, things that most tourists won't think to do, you know, not another cathedral or museum. They have what they call the beer wall in Tbilisi. And, you know, let's face it, Georgians love to drink. Drinking is like the national sport. And you go to this beer wall, and it's owned by one of the breweries, of which they have many. 
And there's a guy there with a plastic tube that never stops flowing beer. He's just going from two-liter bottle to two-liter bottle, flowing beer to people, and they can't give it out fast enough. And I bought like two two-liter bottles of this unfiltered fresh beer, okay, for like a dollar for each two-liter bottle. I mean, it's cheaper than bottled water. So we get home and we start guzzling it. I correct myself. I started guzzling it. You didn't have any of it. I didn't touch it. It wasn't a very... um. <laughs> Very uh, sanitized environment. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. This was not a tourist destination. This was definitely on the local level. Yeah, years of <laughs> dirty fingerprints on the wall, and it was just kind of like a, a lowbrow kind and, of deal. And this germaphobe ain't going there. <laughs> right. I, you know, meanwhile, since I'm a boy, I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, there's crickets. Oh, here we go. So I get back and I drink the beer and I'm sorry the next morning. So woe is me. But the beer wall was really very interesting. The food in Georgia gets a nod. They have these places kind of like you see in a lot of the former Soviet socialist republics. We've seen it up in the Balkans too, where you kind of go down into a cave that's made of bricks and they start bringing you this food that's just cooked with love. I oh, mean, yes. the dumplings they have there. Uh, don't eat the knot on the dumplings. That's no, considered that's, rude. Yeah, you pick up the dumplings by the knot and eat the goodness out of it. If you've ever become familiar with soup dumplings from the Far East, like in China, this is a lot like that, only they're bigger and I dare say tastier, but they're like soup dumplings and oh. they're incredibly good. They're called kinkalis with a K. Yeah, K-H-I-N-K-A-L-I. I think so. Yeah. Republic of Georgia, you know why I think most people don't visit? Because first of all, it's confusing that it's called Georgia. Plus, I don't think people really understand the culture of it. Is it European? Is it Asian? I mean, where even is it? Can you find it on the map? It's kind of nestled between Turkey and, you know, you know where Iran is. It's clearly supposed to be Asia, I think. But Georgia, to me, occurs as very European. But it ended up being one of our favorite places we visited. And the kids loved it. Kids saw it was great, too. Had a great time. So underrated, underappreciated, but a wonderful place to visit. And yes, because it's underrated and unappreciated, you're not going to see a whole lot of tourists there. Mm -mm. And the food's authentic. You you don't get a lot of tourist-grade food there. No. uh -uh. Actually, I don't think we ever found tourist-grade food. No, it was all wonderful. And it doesn't break the bank either, I might add. That's true. It was very inexpensive. Very much so. Check out more on the blog at www.wingitworldwide. Check us out everywhere, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, as Wing It Worldwide. And be sure to write to us. We want to hear from you. And if you like what you hear on these podcasts, please do leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review too, because we love to hear from you that way. And of course, it helps the show. So until we talk to you again next time, this is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. Wing It Worldwide podcast is copyright X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Remember, you can go to the show notes page at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. There you'll find out much more about all the destinations talked about by Scott and Emily on this show. Remember, if there's anything left out that you wanted to hear, chances are you'll find it there. It's all at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Wing It Worldwide podcast. Until next time, be good and have fun.